Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. So that brings us up to number five, our last key. God wants to transform our thinking and the way he does it is by meditating on God's word. God has the solution to make sure that we learn to think like he thinks so that we can learn to become Christ followers like Christ. How much time do you spend reading and studying the Bible? You ever crack the Bible open when you're not at church? Studies have shown that 80% of those who claim to be Christians open their Bibles less than five times a year at home. If you think about it, that might explain why there seems to be little difference in behavior between those in the church and those outside of it. Pastor Mark is teaching about your need to win the battle that goes on in your heart and mind and, more importantly, how to do it. God wants you to have this mindset key to having that is found in the scriptures. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Philippians chapter 4 with part 3 of his message. What are you thinking? hates nonconformists, which are Christians, who live for not this world, but for another world. Let me give you an example. If you uh, watch television, and what do we see from the world system in television that we didn't see 40 or 50 years ago? Here's what we see. Divorce is okay. Affairs are perfectly fine. If you're a teenager or you're going to live with somebody, you definitely need to live with them before you get married because, I mean, how else can you know them? You can't know somebody if they're going to be the right spouse unless you live with them. Let me just tell you this from a biological standpoint. If you think you need to live with somebody before you get married because you wonder if it works or not, it works. (laughs) Everything sexual works. It's the spiritual part that will not help you before marriage, but after. So you say, well, Pastor Mark, are all those things really of the world system? Sure. Just take a look at every television program, by and large, 90%, 95%. Every television program, almost every news program, and what will you see? You'll see adultery, homosexuality. You'll see a divorce, all kinds of affairs, kids living with as many kids as they can, having sex with whatever, going after the richest things of the world, not caring about anybody else, as the normal, average Definitely the moral way to live. Am I right? Well, how did that happen? Because the world system began many years ago to squeeze us into its way 
of thinking. By the way, everything I just said to you is 100% opposite of the Word of God. But see, now I'm the weird one. That's exactly the way the world looks at it. It has a reason. Because Satan has played mind games with us. And we think that's right. You go out to buy something, you can't afford it. You get something you don't need that you can't afford. That's what advertising is. Wait till next weekend. Hello, Super Bowl. And by the way, when we see the Super Bowl ads, any of them sexual, are they, are they sexual for a reason? Well, doesn't, sex doesn't sell. When were you born? Is there a reason for it? Say yes. Who is behind that? God or Satan? Yes. Is sex good? It's fantastic. In marriage. Las Vegas didn't design sexuality. God did. And by the way, what happens in Vegas? Forget it. Who came up with that? You'll have more homework next week with Joseph and David. It's going to be exciting. All right, here we go. I just said that because that make you come back. Now, here we go. Number three. First, first enemy, my flesh. Second enemy, the world system. You'll see more how that works in a moment. Third enemy, Satan himself. Do you know how much of our world, including so-called Christians, don't even believe there is a Satan? They're already deceived. Satan has one goal. It's not complicated. Here it is, John 10.10. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The devil tempts to seek to attract people through the lust of the eyes, the lust of flesh, and the pride of life. But he has a huge gun that we are unaware of. Turn with me to John 8. John 8, book of John, 44. Quickly, John 8, 44. Now, when I say truth, all of us really want to live in truth. We want to know what's true. We want to live in truth. With that context, look what happens in John 8. Jesus speaking to religious people who didn't get it. He said this. You belong to your father, the devil. You see, there's only two kingdoms, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. Everybody's born in the kingdom of Satan. He said, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire, Satan's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there's no truth in him. When he lies... He speaks his native language because he is a liar and the father of lies. One of Satan's most powerful weapons is to lie to people. This will bring happiness. This will bring fulfillment. Get revenge. Take care of that person. You'll feel way better. He's a natural liar. These lies are directed to one area, the mind. How we think. Point number three. The battlefield is our mind. Now, I want you to turn to Romans, just a couple books back from where you are. I want to show you this. You see, as we think, we become. 
God knows this. Satan knows this. You and I have to know this. So we have to determine the thoughts that are coming into our mind, whether they're from God or from Satan. And we'll learn how to capture the thought and go, whoa, 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 that is not a thought from God. But see, if you're never in the word, you have no way to do that because Satan will deceive you and lie to you. Now, if you turn to Romans 8, go down to verse 5, and I want you to see this amazing principle. Look what it says. Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds, notice, circle it, set on what that nature desires. So if my mind is on the sinful nature, my life is going to be sinful. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit, those who are meditating on the Word of God, those who understand the things of God, have their mindset, not on what my enemy, my natural desire is, but what the Spirit desires. So, see, within us, we can have a sinful mindset away from God. I can have a spiritual mindset toward God. You're not going to have both at the same time. So remember, how we think determines how we live. So look at the bottom line. Look at verse 6. This is powerful. The mind of the sinful man is death. You'll never hear Satan say to you, follow my thinking, you'll be separated from God in hell forever. You will never hear him say that. The mind of the sinful man is death. Look at this. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. That's what the Scripture is all about. That's what I'm trying to say to you this morning. You and I can have life and peace. That's why Paul has joy and peace and life in prison. Wrongly in prison. Because he knows it's not the end. He knows where he's going. He knows because of the truth of the word of God that he has a mind controlled by the spirit. He practiced meditation. Think on these things. Now here comes the key. Number four. And then eventually number five. Here's number four. Write it down. It'll take you a moment. Number four. Satan wants to control our thinking. He wants to control it. So he wants us to think like him. Since he controls the world, he wants the world system to control us. And of course, that old sinful nature inside of us is led by him as well. So he wants to control us through those. So our question is this. Can we actually win this war? The battle that rages in our minds. Can, can we actually defeat that sinful mindset? And can we think like God? The answer is yes. And it's very powerful. You're in Romans. Go to Romans chapter 12. When you get there, scoot right down to verse 2. This is the solution to defeating Satan. And is controlling our thinking, which eventually leads us to sinful actions. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Look what it says. Paul says this. Do not conform any longer 
to the pattern of this world, but be transformed, notice this, by the renewing of what? My mind. I need my mind renewed. I need my mind changed. But notice first, Paul starts with the negative command. Notice what he says. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world. Many years ago, a guy, John B. Phillips, wrote a Phillips translation. Here's what he says. Look at me. This is powerful. He says this. Don't let the world system, Satan rules it. Don't let the world system squeeze you into its mold. Don't let the world system, as you watch all these programs in the movies, you go in the news reports and all these things that says, isn't it? don't let it squeeze you into thinking like Satan. Well, what does that look like? What kind of thinking is that? Let me give you some examples. Here's what Satan lies to us. Live for yourself. Look out for number one. Nobody else is going to look out for you. You look out for yourself. Next, whatever brings you happiness and pleasure, simply do it. You deserve it. If your marriage isn't bringing you happiness, get a divorce. You deserve to be happy. If you can't afford the item you want, who cares? Go in debt, get it. Drugs and alcohol will never control you. It's worth a try. You'll always be in control. In the business world, you have to cheat to compete. You want to get to the top? You can't do it legally. Find a way to cheat. Get to the top any way you can, stepping on whoever. And here's the one that's dangerous for us today, huge. This is Satan. Let your children do whatever they want. Don't crush their independence. Don't squash their personalities. Let them rule your home. Now, every one of those I just said to you are lies from Satan. Those things are really the way our world lives today. If it's good for you, enjoy. Doesn't hurt anybody, enjoy. They're all lies. But then Paul moves to a positive commandment. And he says this, be transformed. An ongoing process of being changed from the inside by God. Make sure your thinking then matches your actions. What did we have up here last week? We had all these people with changed t-shirts on. These were real people with real problems who God totally changed. You see, God can change anyone. Satan doesn't want you to know that. God can change anyone. That's the power of these testimonies. What happened at the silver event thing? Changed lives. They heard the truth. And it was a beautiful thing. So that brings us up to number five. Our last key. God wants to transform our thinking, and the way he does it is by meditating on God's word. God has the solution to make sure that we learn to think like he thinks so that we can learn to become Christ followers like Christ. Now, I want you to turn to one more passage. It's powerful. John chapter 8. John chapter 8, you're in Romans, just go back. John chapter 8, couple books, and go to verse 31. Notice what happens. This is huge. So let's just begin to summarize a little bit. 
The Bible says, I am what I think. That's what I become. I have three enemies that wanted me to become like Satan. Satan himself, my old sin nature that wants me to be pleased. And the world system says, this is the way to do it. How do I offset that? How can I not be like that? Well, I learned to get into his word, to soak in it, just a few verses. Let it begin to change me from the inside. God begins to say, well, that's not the right thinking. Here's the right thinking. Think on those things that are lovely and pure and true. Think on those things. Now, transforming my thinking in the word of God is simple. Look at verse 31. Jesus is speaking. To the Jews who had believed him. Stop it right there and look at me. To the Jews who had believed him. See, this is before he went to the cross. Jesus came to his people, but by and large, 99% of his Jewish people did not believe he was the Messiah. They crucified him. These Jews believed. What happened? They changed their what? Their thinking. They had to believe in their mind that this was the Messiah so they could believe. You got it? So they believed. But then he gives them a warning. Notice which is a great warning for all of us. To the Jews who had believed him, Jesus said, if you hold to my teaching, then you're really my disciples. What's that word hold read mean? Hold means this in the original language. If you read the scriptures, my teaching, if you meditate on it, if you absorb in it, if you stay in it, if you live in it, if you do all of these things, with my word, with the teaching, then spiritual transformation, aha, it has renewed your mind, and you then are going to be a different person. You see, it's not coming up to salvation at one of our services and getting a fire insurance ticket. I'm going to heaven now, praise God, I go live however I want. No, you were never changed. It's an ongoing change. If you hold to my teaching, if you stay in the word. Now, what is one of the things Satan hates about churches that teach the word of God? I just told you. They teach the word of God. Because he knows that the word of God is living and it will change anybody. So what do we do today? We have sermonettes for Christianettes. Here's a little verse. How you like that verse? Have a nice week. And I'm not trying to make fun. What I'm trying to say is the church has been infiltrated by Satan. In many cases, we have wonderful churches. But in many cases, the pastors simply don't get the power of the word of God. Now, God designed his word to infuse strength and wisdom and direction and healing and peace. And it all comes from this lifelong process of understanding the truth. Look at the result of meditating on the word of God. Look at verse 32. Look at it. Circle the first word. Then. See, lots of people like this verse. Hey, you'll know the truth and the truth will make me free. Hallelujah. They forgot the verse before it. Then you will know. Notice what's the word? Truth. What is Satan? A liar. It's exactly the opposite. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. From any habit, from any attitude, from any lifestyle, God's truth brings freedom because I can learn to discern. Watch me. I can learn to discern the lies of Satan. It's a process. I want you to understand this statement. My life will only change 
when I change my thinking. My life will only change when I change my thinking. The only thing that can change my thinking is God's word. You cannot change unless God's word changes you. But if you want to change, God will change anybody of anything. And it's an ongoing process. Now, first, some of you here on this campus, look at me. You've never been saved. You never had Christ come and live in your life. Here's what Satan is saying to you. I already know what he says to you. You're good enough. You don't need what that guy's talking about. Or you're too old to change. Or you've sinned too much. God would never accept you. Those are all lies. Those are all lies. You could never live that life that guy's talking about. That's all a lie. I want you to see the truth. Look at this verse. This is an amazing verse. So if the Son sets you free, and that's Jesus Christ. Let me just read it that way. If Jesus Christ sets you free, you'll be free indeed. Free of what? Guilt? Hurts? Guaranteed free from going to hell? Free from yourself and your habits? Your past is eliminated. Only if the Son sets you free. Not if the church sets you free. I can't set you free. Only God can do it. And let me just warn you about the last one quickly, then we're done. Here's the biggest lie from Satan. Tomorrow. You know what that guy said? Is exact, that's what you've been looking for. How in the world did you get here? That's what you've been looking for. But today isn't the right. Tomorrow. You know what happens? Tomorrow never comes. That's why the Bible says, today is the day of salvation. You say, Pastor Mark, that little difference between tomorrow and today? Hello. Satan's been doing this a long time, but God's been doing it longer. Today is the day of salvation. Don't fool with your pride. You just get down and God will change you this morning. What are you thinking today? Many of you have been listening, even though you're a Christian, you've been listening to the lies of Satan, the world, and your old sinful nature. Some of you have your minds filled with depression, hopelessness, anger, jealousy, negative thoughts. There's no joy. There's no peace. Some of you are simply stressed to the max. It's because you've been listening to the lies of the enemy. God wants to change your thinking. Our world is searching for what I just taught this morning. The sun will set us free. If we hold to his teaching, if we soak in it, whatever your situation, the enemy saying to some of you, yeah, that's good for some of those people, but not for me. That's a lie. From there is nothing impossible with God. Pastor Mark, I can't get my head around. I'm too depressed. You cut it out. Put your hope in God this morning. Today, Pastor Mark gave a reminder that, like it or not, you're involved in a war for your soul and your eternal destiny. Since you now know that you were born into the side, the world, that opposes God, it's important to know how to fight against the world. You were taught today that the battlefield is your mind. We're given instructions, techniques, on how to do things God's way. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. 
We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us. You'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the Ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. This wraps up the teaching, What Are You Thinking? Next time, Pastor Mark will begin the message, How to Control Our Thinking. He will spring off of what he taught here and talk about why it's important to you to have God change both your way of thinking and the focus of your thinking. He'll also be giving you techniques for achieving these goals. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.